Hi, um, welcome to episode five of the Real Time Online podcast. Uh, today we will be going into and talking about games during the lockdown, what types of games we may enjoy. Today I am here with Craig. Hello. Phoenix. Hello. Robbie. Hi. And Tia. Hi. And I'm Hunter. Uh, we're going to start off with some news articles and Phoenix will begin. So, in recent news, there has been a rise of Nintendo Switch accounts that have been attacked by online hackers. And Nintendo haven't directly mentioned this on their Twitter, but they've touched on it. What do we think Nintendo should be doing about this, guys? I think they should make it more public that people are actually being hacked. Uh, I myself do have a Switch. Um, So far, so good, haven't been hacked for anything. But if Nintendo aren't making it public that people's accounts are being hacked and it's the people that have to do it themselves, it kind of puts a bad side on Nintendo, making it seem like they don't care about what's happening. Have any any of the other guys in the podcast right now got a Nintendo Switch? I do. Tia, you've got one, right? So how are you feeling? Did you know about that? Did, have, have Nintendo been in contact with you to say, hey, my, your Switch might get hacked? No, I've not heard anything about this until now. Surprised that they weren't making it more public, I guess. Uh, I um, Or just kind of make the matter more public so that people are aware of what's happening. Right? Yeah. Cool. What do you think, because um, obviously yeah, I kind of get the feeling you guys are saying that Nintendo have got a bit of, a, a bit of a responsibility here as a as a, a company to make people aware that this is happening. Is there anything you think the owners of Switches could be doing to, to protect themselves a wee bit? I think yeah. if a child who has the Switch, um, they should definitely be talking to their parents about it, like if something suspicious happens. But if it is the older generation, like from, say, 16 upwards, if they have their own bank account, I think they should definitely be making sure that their bank card isn't linked. Just that way, although the hackers can still get in, they won't be able to get access to the bank account unless it is actually linked into your Nintendo account. I think think I've been told since I was a wee boy, Make sure your password's an absolute screamer. Don't uh, don't make it your birthday or your dog's name or your ma's maiden name or something. Make it really, really complicated so that the hackers have got an extra hurdle to jump over. Um, so that's a wee top tip for, for anybody that's listening that's got a Nintendo Switch and is suddenly thinking, oh, wait a minute. Um, right, we've got another news story. Um, Hunter, if you want to take that one on. Yeah. Um... Not many people actually know about this because of all the news about the coronavirus. But there is a wildfire at Kilpatrick Hills Reservoir. I'm not too sure if this is still going on. I haven't heard anything about it. But so far, it has spread over 1.5 miles. Um, Firefighters were called to the blaze at about 6.45pm on Monday to Cockneau Road in Clydebank. Unfortunately, though, they were forced to leave due to dangerous conditions, and that was at 10.30pm on, on Monday. But, um, 
yesterday on Tuesday. They did return at 6am and currently there's been no reports of any casualties. Um, you can keep updated on it with, at the BBC website. But does anyone think about this? Has anyone else heard about this? What we were thinking, when we were talking about this, guys, um, obviously it's a bit of a concern. It's getting to that time of year, it's getting warmer. So I think there's a wee kind of PSA we could maybe do here just before we move on for this story. Like, if you, if you were to encounter something like this, if you were to encounter a fire or some kind of some kind of situation happening, what would be good to do in the first instance? You, what would you guys do? If you were to encounter a fire or anything that didn't seem right, definitely phone the authorities, like whether it be police, fire, ambulance, just especially if it's a fire, definitely phone the fire brigade. Because if that goes out of hand and you saw it and didn't do anything about it, you could be held accountable for not doing anything about it and letting it go further. That's true, actually. Never thought of that. Cool. Anybody else, would you think? What else would be good? What would you know, Dave, maybe? You wouldn't dare to go near it because you, you're at risk of injuring yourself, I would say. And certainly uh, don't add anything to it because that would just make it so much worse and you could actually be sent to jail for it. Cool. So don't, don't be a hero. Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna move on here, guys, and to the kind of main content of what we're gonna talk about today, which is video games, which I'm sure everybody has an opinion about and everybody's uh, encountered in their lives. Um, cool. So the the kind of one bit of focus we want to put on this is how important are video games going to be to young people in this country, particularly in Scotland during the lockdown, but also how important are they in general, like? I think they're definitely more important than some people may think because it can act as a form of escapism, pretending like reality isn't happening and just kind of like putting yourself into the game and pretending like that is your reality. Sometimes that isn't so great with like shooting games or that, um, but definitely games like Animal Crossing when it's like a day-by-day type of game, it's like a slice of life. You can go in, change about your island and... There's no bad things happening on that island. The worst thing that can happen is you get bitten by a spider or stung by a wasp. It can definitely stop boredom during the lockdown because people, more people are stuck in the house. They can't go out and do what they usually do, hang out with friends. Whereas if they play online games, they can still talk to their friends and get that feeling of socialism. Really, I very rarely play video games. Um, I, I, used to, I used to play video games a lot. Like when I was younger, I think in the recent year or two, um, I've just kind of lost interest in them a lot, and I've kind of put all my consoles and stuff like away, like out of the way in the cupboard, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't use them as that. I'm more into music myself, but uh, okay. I, I did used to play video games a lot, and I can see where how much coming from. Fair enough. What about you, Tia? Um, I. Kind of the same as Robbie, I don't play them that much, but I do play them now and again. But I'm more turned to music for escapism rather than video games. Okay. Fair enough, would be you, Phoenix? Uh, I would say I'm in the same boat, to be honest with you. Because I don't I don't often play them anymore after me selling my PS4. So I'm kind of more on to my music side of things now, on a healthier lifestyle, in my opinion. Cool. So do we think that, is what we're saying here, that 
the young people of Scotland would be better off learning an instrument than buying a PlayStation? Definitely. I personally, I personally don't think so, but I'm not that musically inclined. I prefer right. my video games. I prefer being able to talk to my friends online. I prefer being able to have fun and play something instead of sitting in a room or whatever. Just, for example, with a guitar, just strumming. Mm-hmm. That would get really boring to me. I disagree. Cool. Um, Disagreement, that's good. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I'm on the complete other side of that argument. I think it's a lot better if young people were to learn an instrument and spend more time sitting in a room strumming a guitar rather than sitting lying on their bed with an Xbox controller 24-7. It's, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a lot better for your, your mind. Um, and it's, it's a, well, as Phoenix was saying, it's, it's healthier, I think, to sit and spend more time playing an instrument rather than sitting playing a video game. So Well, e- either way, you are sitting doing something. So mm-hmm. I don't think one is more healthy than the other. You need, to, you need to have a balance of playing video games and then going to do something or playing an instrument and then going to do something. Because if you're just sitting there all day doing one or the other, it's still unhealthy because you're still not exercising. It is probably better for young people to play an instrument because you're learning a new skill rather than playing video games where you're not really learning anything. But I can understand how some people would rather turn to video games than like an instrument. Right. What do you think makes them turn to what would you what would make you do that? Turn turn away from music and go back to video games or go to video games? I'm not really sure what would make me do it honestly. Because yeah. um really involved in music and that so I don't think I could right. turn back. Uh I was just listening into the debate between Hunter and Robbie and I was just thinking to myself how video games they just pretty much breeze past through your time whilst well when you're uh, strumming a guitar and learning a piece of music you can always kind of keep a sense of time on your hands I would say that is um that that I've actually now now you've said that that is it's just remind me a lot of I think like a a lot of my kind of like younger teenage years uh, I did used to be heavily involved in video games. I would sit for hours on end and play video games, and it, it's like I look back on that, and it just feels like I've wasted so much time. Because as Phoenix said, time goes by so fast when you're sitting playing Call of Duty, but when you're sitting strumming a guitar or playing whatever, it's yeah, you, you do you get a sense of time, and you feel like you're kind of really using your time wisely and accomplishing something instead of just sitting playing a video game. Fair enough. So, like, let me ask you this, Robbie, right? Because that's an important distinction you've made there. Because I think people can shoot me down here, but I think what we're saying is you guys and your experience as musicians, by and large, maybe the exception of Hunter, you're, when you guys maybe feel like when you're playing an instrument, you're achieving something. But when you're playing games, it's just playing games. There's nothing, you don't come away with anything. You're just. Yeah, like, basically. Right, okay. Because you're you go actually it? having a sense of achieving something that you're going to be proud of instead of just playing a game, completing an objective, and then just switching off your PlayStation or Xbox. But like when you actually learn something, you feel like you've spent your time wisely and you've actually achieved it. I was just going to say, in my opinion, obviously, I haven't been very 
into my instruments a lot. Um, the only things I've ever done with instruments is keyboard during school or ukulele during the lockdown. Um, but throughout my entire life, the easiest thing for me to access was games because it was cheaper than instruments. So obviously, whereas you guys know your instruments, you've learned your instruments, I've always turned to video games for just going back to the beginning there, uh, back to for my escapism. Because obviously life isn't great. Like there's so much going on in the world and it's it could be so much better. So throughout my whole entire life, obviously because I haven't had much money throughout my life, so the only thing we could really afford was gaming consoles because instruments are so much more expensive. Obviously, putting the price of the consoles and the games together, it comes up to more. But doing it in parts like paying for the console, then a game, then another game, it makes it seem cheaper. So interesting. I have always grown up with the idea of video games as my escape from the real world. Obviously, like Robbie, he used to think like that, but he has got more into music, which is totally science, totally understandable. But some other people in the world, like myself, can't afford any instruments. So they do turn to video games for their escapism. I would I think say that, yeah, right. The thing is, but when you're sitting, I think your your mind's a lot more active, and it boosts your creativity a lot more when you're coming up with music and messing about on the guitar. I mean, when you're sitting playing playing a video game like Call of Duty or whatever, you're you're constantly you're just you're doing the you're sitting you're staring at a screen you're lying down you're doing the same thing over and over again you're just you're you're sitting with a controller running about in a video game like shooting and killing things, whereas. Right, what well, games that aren't Call of Duty, like well, it's, I mean, Minecraft, it's, that takes creativity, or loads of other games that you can build stuff in, or you can follow a storyline, that's still getting your brain working, because you're thinking, what can I do, what have I to do, what have I to go into now? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point, I'll give you that, but I still think that it, it, requires, it requires more, it's more energy and more thinking, Maybe not thinking, but I don't know. I just I think it's it's a lot more effort to learn an instrument rather than to sit and play a video game. Cool. So here's Mark. I want to bring Tia in here because I, I want to hear what you say because you've had you've you don't play so much video games. You're more interested in music. What's your take on what Hunter and and Robbie have just been talking about? Um, I do think it is probably more useful of time to like play an instrument or learn an instrument but as Hunter said I can see why that would be a good option just to play games over video eh, over instruments but I'd right. say they're kind of equal maybe music a bit more but I can see both sides so what we're, it's interesting that you guys have, have come into this because this is normally a, a, a an argument I hear for adults Um what I hear for them mostly is or you're much better doing something useful with your time you're wasting your time playing video games. Um, so it's interesting to hear that for guys of your generation. I was going to say, I think what helps me liking my video games more is the fact that none of my family have ever played an instrument. Um, like My dad, he always plays video games, so I used to play with him when I was younger. Right, um, so there's a connection my mom, there. Yeah, mom and that used to have like a Nintendo 64 and all that. So yeah. because no one in my family has ever played an instrument, I'm the only person that actually has. I mean, my brother used to play guitar, but he doesn't know a song on it. Right. <laughs> um, so I feel like 
for some families as well, because their parents used to play video games or their parents used to play instruments or maybe they didn't do either. The child got to choose. And I right. just happened to have two parents who liked playing video games. So I just kind of like went into the video game kind of thing. Okay. That's I, don't think, I, I don't think that can stop you from learning an instrument though. I mean, no, no, nobody in my family ever played any instruments. Uh, no one in my family was even like remotely musically inclined. Um, you know, I, I'm, I still picked up. I'm, I'm not saying it, it's like because your family did play video games doesn't mean you can't learn an instrument. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because my parents were more into video games and they didn't play instruments, instruments weren't really a thing that were like in my mind when I was growing up. It was more video games, video games, video games. Here's when I think it's uh, it'll be interesting. It would be interesting to hear other people's opinions on this and um, and people outside of real time because um, we obviously we are all into music. Like that's kind of why we're here at real time. But here's my question: If you're spending your time playing video games and you're enjoying it, can you really say that's a waste of time? I definitely don't think you can because it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as it is legal. Um, as long as you're having fun, as long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. If you're doing something that you don't enjoy, then why are you doing it? And you said something really interesting, actually, Robbie, because you said it takes effort. It takes more effort to play an instrument. So my, I think my question to you is, what if you're knackered? Listen to music. <laughs> cool. If I'm too tired to, to play guitar, I'll, I'll listen to guitar. Right, cool. But as for you, I'm, I'm thinking outside of you, like outside of in Scotland, like thinking about every young person in Scotland, get to the end of a school day, you're shattered, your teacher's being a bit of a pain in the rear end. Mm-hmm. You can come home and fire on Mario Kart or fire on Animal Crossing or fire on GTA or whatever. Or you can sit and try and learn a bit of guitar or a bit of ukulele or a bit of drums. Do you think it's actually harmful to choose the video games? I don't think it is, unless you take it too seriously. Like There are some people I've seen who literally sit in the house all day, every day and play video games. But there are, obviously it isn't easy, but there are YouTubers who do make a living playing video games. So sometimes video games can be good, obviously there are YouTubers who make a living playing music as well. But right. I think unless you take it too seriously, it can't be that harmful. Cool. And so, I just want to bring up another point I was thinking about. Um, I saw this thing, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a, a child, a, a kid, was trying to get their mother in a playing video games because the mother has, I think it's osteoporosis. Right. Um, so she can't move her, her limbs about. So it's like impossible or almost impossible for her to learn an instrument. Um, the kid actually got her mum into playing Animal Crossing because her mum was in a wheelchair. The mother mm. had the freedom of the escapism, being able to run about, cut down trees and all that. So that's why I think video games are a good thing for like even disabled children or adults. They can, if they're in a wheelchair, they can get into the game and run about, they can do stuff. Whereas it might be impossible for them to learn an instrument. Right. Um, Tia, what do you think? Um, I think, well, what I do is normally I have both options because I do play video games now and again. 
I do lean towards like the instrument more, but sometimes I think it is good to lean towards video games, especially if I've had like mm-hmm. a stressful day. But even then, I'm still probably more likely going to choose an instrument. Aye. So let's let's talk a wee bit more, Phoenix. What what um what do you think? Uh, I would have said like I'm on the fence here right now because on both parties you can always get stressed off of the two of them. I would say, mm. um, and basically, like yeah, you are sitting in a room still, but it's the way you work away around the routine. It's like. Say you play an hour match of Call of Duty and then you decide, right, that's enough for the day. Or after, as you were saying, from coming back in from a hard day, you could easily flip on the TV and just watch a movie or something and just have a wee bit of a slum night. I think what we're saying is there's good aspects to playing video games. They can be relaxing. They can, you, you, you were saying there, Hunter, if, if, if people have got like physical limitations, they're quite an easy way to kind of engage with something fun and, and there's not a lot of pressure on it. It's just a good laugh. And then we've, we've kind of touched on the other side of things as well is that they're no, um, they, they can be a bit of a waste of time if you get too sucked into them, like you were saying there, Phoenix, or, or you can switch them off. Um, mm-hmm. Or they're stopping you doing other things that are maybe better for you, like playing an instrument, or even like maybe going to bed <laughs> or eating your dinner. Like there's loads of stuff that maybe gets in that video games can get in the way of. Um, mm-hmm. The kind of question, uh, the kind of area that I wanted to talk about next was a kind of emotional impacts of playing video games. We've talked about the kind of practical. And maybe physical impacts of playing games. What what emotional responses uh, do playing video games um, cause? Do you think? I I personally feel that even though um, they can make you stressed or angry or sad, um, they can depending on the game you play. They can give you a sense of completion. Like say you like, were stuck on a really hard bit of the game and you finally got past that, you would be overjoyed, whether it be like a boss or just a hard bit of the game. You'd be overjoyed that you finally got past that and you could move on with the game, especially if it's a game you don't know, because it gives you that sense of, right, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And then you learn by using your brain. Well, wow. <laughs> um, And then when you do finally pass that, as I said, you can get the sense of completion and just be like, oh my God, I actually done that. Just because you were speaking about video games and like uh, how it affects emotions, uh, it reminded me one time, like back back when I used to sit play video games all the time. Uh, I, I played the it was the Walking Dead game, and I, I remember once I completed it right at the very end of it, and it was it was a really sad end. It did it made me sad. I'm not going to lie, I shared a few. I did share a few tears because you, you you're, you're sitting, you play through the game, and you become really attached to the characters. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, it's it's a virtual character yeah. in a video game you, you you play it that long and you become attached to it and it's like when they get killed it makes you it genuinely it makes you feel like you've lost a family member video games can make you emotional it's... right yeah the best <laughs> games are the ones that can make you upset about losing a character or ending the game yeah definitely. If, yeah if you play through the game and a character dies you're just like all right cool 
then it's not a good game. Right. Because you should feel attachment to the characters. And if you don't, then what's the point in playing? Cool. So t- let's come to uh, Tia here. Have you ever had that one game where you're like, oh, I've got a big emotional connection here. I'm sad it's done or I'm really glad that character survived. Was there ever a moment like that for you? Um, I don't think I really have. But I've not really had an emotional connection like that to a game. It's right. more so like, just I just play it if I'm like bored or I right. can't sleep. Like last night I had to play it because I couldn't sleep. Fair so enough. I've never really became emotionally attached to a game. Cool. Um, Phoenix? I would, I would definitely agree that you can get very emotional to your characters because I've played the game called Detroit Become Human. Right. And to me, it's just out of this world for me. And the main characters are just so amazing. The storyline's brilliant. There's a lot of twists and everything. So you kind of get shocked and surprised about what's going to happen next or what choices you can make throughout the game. And yeah, I think Detroit Become Human is a good game as well because you play as different characters. So you yeah. get attached to these different characters, but then the characters all go together and you look to mm-hmm. fight. So you have to pick your favourite. Right, okay. And it hurts to pick your favourite. It really does. <laughs> like picking your favourite child? Yeah, basically. Cool. So we've talked about some uh, we've talked about some kind of positive aspects, positive emotional experiences that you can have playing video games. Is there any negative ones? Phoenix, what's that with you, mate? I do believe that you can get sleep deprived right. from playing video games too much. So like, how does that affect your emotions? I would say it affects your emotions because if you're staying up countless nights playing Call of Duty or GTA or whatever, you will start to kind of develop, I don't want to say accurately, like you would start developing depression and anxiety, but it would dawn on you a wee bit more. Right. And you kind of lose concentration of how things are, you know. Right, a wee bit of perception of reality starts to... To yeah. fade away, do you think? Right, okay. I think one of the, the, the biggest negative emotions that can come from video games is uh, anger and frustration. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers Flappy Bird. Yep. Um, that was one of the most infuriating games I've ever played. It made me so angry that like when, when I couldn't uh, like get, get get beat my record or get past a certain point or whatever. Um, so yeah, they can definitely invoke bad emotions as well. Cool. Tia, what do you think? Um, they're good, but when you start getting to the point where it's like affecting your daily life, so if you're staying up like past like three and say you've got school next day, it's like affecting how you perform like daily activities. So that's right. one of the negative sides to it. So it's coming right down to your ability to function? Yeah, if it gets to that stage, which I know some people can get to that stage, others don't really. Right. I well, I definitely, I, I know loads of people, um, particularly guys in like first, second, third year that are uh, that are up to two, three, four in the morning trying to 
uh, finish their games and tra- or maybe it's because they can't sleep they, they fill their time with something and so video games are the easiest thing um, it's hard to play Sweet Child of Mine at 3 in the morning because um, you're going to wake somebody up um, interesting so what I wanted to do we've kind of, we chat about the kind of emotional impact here guys what I wanted to do is like is there wee tips that we can because we've all played video games to varying degrees and varying kind of levels and um, we've all got varying um, attachments to them. Um, is there maybe maybe one each? Is there maybe one tip that we could give to the young people of Scotland right now to say this is a this is what I would recommend you do with video games, or this is how I recommend you play them? Something like that. Is there something we can come up with just on the fly? I would probably say set um, designated time zones for like how long you're on the the PlayStation or Xbox or console. Mm-hmm. So, like, say, like, two hours a day or something. Right. Just because most people don't often get enough time for their hands, I would say. Right. So, what you're saying there is if you, if you, if you maybe set a timer, mm-hmm. you can keep it, you can avoid getting lost in it and ended up looking at the clock and it's all the minutes two o'clock in the morning here I've been playing this for nine hours um, yeah. so that's a wee bit of responsibility and a wee bit of, kind of self-regulation I like that I like that um, Robbie have you got any that you think would be good? Uh, yeah I, I mean if, if you enjoy playing video games by all means um, play them but don't let them consume your life don't become like addicted to them and that's all you ever do like still go outside see your friends and um, do things don't become addicted to video games and let it take up everything you do but if, if you like playing them by all means right so we're talking about variety there and having loads of different things in your life rather than just one thing that you kind of live and die for um, which is good for anything i suppose um, Tia, in you any gems or wisdom to give to your fellow young people in Scotland? Who do you, what would you say to them? Um, do it in balance is probably a good thing. So, say you spend like two hours playing, which is you can do. Maybe like go out for two hours, so see your friends for two hours or something like that. Just do it in balance. Okay, cool, Hannah. Um, I would definitely say like kind of mix it like. Set a time limit for how long you're going to play and then go for a snack break, um, drink water, eat some food, go for a walk, do whatever you want in that time. Cool. And then if you so want to, you can go back to the game. Um, yeah. Because if you spend way too much time playing and you don't have a snack break or that, you can become dehydrated or you can start like unknowingly starving yourself because you're like, right, I'll get something to eat after this, I'll get something to eat after this, and then you never do get something to eat. Aye, we've given some advice out there to the to the young people of Scotland, um, which is good advice, I think. Um, the thing I would say is use it to your advantage playing video games. There's so many games now where you can go online and see your pals and do them together. And there's also um, there's loads of games that you can get for your phone that are just you're, it's so easy to send a message to your mates and be like, here, come and join me on this. Um, and it's kind of like we've been talking about we playing music and and watching films. Have a have a game party. Do you know what I mean? Like um, get an online party on the go. Get your pals in. Everybody's in Minecraft. Everybody's in Animal Crossing. And use it as a way. Kind of like what we're talking about. Uh, having a bit of balance and speaking to your mates. 
and um, that would be my advice. So, we've talked a lot about video games, we've talked a lot about the, the good points, the bad points, the things that they can give to our lives, the things that they can maybe get in the way of. I'm going to ask you each to think about this right now. I'm going to say a wee bit to give you a bit of time. Um, there's th- three wee questions that I want to quickly get answers. So, horror games. Are horror games good during the lockdown? Or are they a, or are they a bad idea? And I'm going to give you choose like 20 seconds to answer that. Um, what's the weirdest game you've ever played? And then what's if you could only play one game during lockdown, what would you play? All right. So the people that are listening can get involved in this as well. They can comment on Facebook. They can comment on Slack um, to let us know. All right. So I'm going to come to Tia first with the first question. Are scary games, horror games, a good idea during lockdown? I honestly don't know because I'm kind of conflicted. For some people, I don't think it would be a good idea. But for myself, I love like horror movies and horror games in general, so I would play them. It's just, it depends if you like horror, I guess. If you like being scared. Yeah. So if, so if you like being scared, yes. If you don't like being scared, probably not. Yeah. Cool. Good answer. Uh, Phoenix? I would say definitely, in my opinion, because... Pretty much you're all in lockdown and sometimes a good wee scare is a wee bit of fun. Right, so being scared can be fun. Fair enough. Uh, Hunter? Um, I think, like Tia was saying, it it does depend. But I think, obviously it would depend on the person, but it also depends on the game. Say you're someone who's very easily worried about things and you play a game about a virus or something. You can start getting worried that the cro- that's just going to happen to the coronavirus. Um, right, okay. But I definitely think that if it is something you would enjoy, I think it's definitely a good idea because it gives you the sense of, like, obviously playing through a scary game, sure. but also being able to break, right, so that's over there, to go this way. And if you get a jump scare, you can be like, oh, that wasn't the right way. <laughs> Right, cool. Robbie? Uh, yeah, I think horror games are great. Um, it's A lot of horror games are they're really intense and they, they shock you and they keep you on the edge of your seat and get the adrenaline flowing. So, yeah, I, I think horror games are a good idea for lockdown. Cool, right. So we've got a spectrum there. Some people are in the middle. Maybe maybe I, maybe no. Some people are like, definitely. Um, so that's good. Nobody said an outright no, which is, uh, which is good. Um, right, so... 20 seconds, guys. Really, really short. What's the weirdest video game you've ever played, Tia? Um, Snipper Clips. Right, what's that? It's basically a game where you've just to... It's like two characters and you have to like cut each character into different shapes and do different tasks. Cool. What made it weird? Oh, it's just the way that it cuts and like the faces and noises and everything just combined. It's just weird. Right, cool. Good, good, good advice. I hope some of the guys listening may want to go and have a wee shot on that. Um, Robbie, what's the weirdest game you've ever played? I'm not going to tell you, but I will say it involved a lot of anime. Ah, okay. Cool. Let's let's <laughs> say about that the better then. Um, there are some very very weird games out there. Um, it was my choice to play it. <laughs> uh, well, each to their own. Um, we'll say no more. Uh, Phoenix, what's the weirdest game you've ever played? 
Uh, I would probably say Brains Out. Right, tell us about that. Uh, it's basically a puzzle, like not a puzzle game, but like uh, a game that pretty much is like the impossible quiz where the right answer isn't always the right answer. Oh yeah, fair enough. Cool, uh, Hunter? Um, it's not the kind of controller that bit episode. It's actually like a story based game you get to choose, but some of them are so strange they would right. not harm at all, at all in real life. Right, cool. So it's a wee bit of unreality that makes it a bit weird? Definitely. There are some points where it's like, oh, you saved this person from going to jail. They're going to live with you now. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Cool. I like that. I like yeah. the sound of that. I just want to fling in one quickly here. It's a game called The Stanley Parable. I don't know if Andy's oh, yes. heard of that yeah. one. Yes. Um, That's a really good game. Somebody, somebody took me through the Stanley Parable. If you're listening to this, you don't know what the Stanley Parable is. I suggest you go and have a look at it. At least some of the YouTube videos round about it. The, the weirdest thing I've ever done. Never mind the weirdest video game. Um, it was just mad. But I'll no spoil it in case anybody's never played it. So hopefully the listeners got some good tips there. Okay, best lockdown game. Last question in ten seconds. Phoenix, go. Detroit become human. Straight out of the bat. Cool. Cool. Why? It's just amazing. You can choose what you, what path you want to go down. Brilliant. Cool. Tia, best game for lockdown? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Nice. What makes it stand out? Uh, just the way the game's set out and everything. Cool. Good story. Yeah. Cool. Right. Hunter? Uh, I would definitely say Animal Crossing because you can get in the game you can get like outside you can design your island you can design your house and because it's when it doesn't really have an ending so you can keep playing it keep making your island better and then if it comes to it you can restart and then change it all completely. Cool, Robbie. Fallout New Vegas. Nice. Yes. Nice. What makes it stand out? Um, it's just you can you can just do so much with it. It's 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 amazing, like the the amount of things you can explore within the game. Cool, thanks for that, guys. I'm going to fling in my wee one, which is a, another old game called Journey, which I play on PS4, but I think you can get on most consoles. And it's just it's the most peaceful, relaxing, quite emotional wee game. Um, if anybody wants to go and have a wee look at that, Journey's brilliant. So I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Um, thanks to everybody for their contributions. I hope the listeners have learned something about uh, video games and uh, I'm hoping you've agreed with us I'm hoping at some point you've disagreed with us as well Phoenix, if you want to take us home, that'd be good pal uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts and you can also find us on Google Podcasts Nicely done So we've got some good stuff on Real Time Online just now guys, we've got some webinars we've got our previous uh, podcast episodes We've also been recording some live performances with some local artists, so you can check them out on the Real Time Online uh, YouTube channel. Um, so if you look for Real Time Music on YouTube, that'd be good. I'm just going to say goodbye, everybody. So bye bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to check in uh, Real Time Online in the future, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs>